had a fun discussion yesterday on Twitter about teams that can actually win a national championship in football in the SEC and why I didn't list Arkansas as one. We'll talk about it as well as the big news of Devo Davis being back with the Razorback basketball team and some interesting college football attendance numbers. It's all going to come up on today's Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Thursday. Man, it's, it's just amazing how quickly everything's flying by this week. And not only this year, it's officially December. Like, that's just wild to me that we're already in the final month of 2022. And... It's Christmas season, officially Christmas season, so I know we're going to have some fun with that too. And uh, real quick, uh, before we get into uh, some of the fun topics, just want to say, again, a shout-out and thank you because I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast do so on Spotify. And yesterday, a lot of people were doing their Spotify raps on social media where it just basically says or tells the things that you listen to the most via Spotify the past year. And quite a few of you had the Locked On Razorbacks podcast as your most listened to uh, podcast or at least in your top five. So I really appreciate that. Shout out to all of you for posting that and tagging me in it. Uh, makes it feel pretty good when I know that there's people out there that are loyal listeners to each and every one of you. So thank you for that. So I have a fun little discussion today as at this point in time, at least when we're recording this podcast, portal season for Arkansas has kind of slowed a little bit. Nothing major has happened, which you know that what that means. As soon as I get done recording this podcast, there's going to be massive breaking news about the portal for Arkansas. And we're just going to have to wait till tomorrow to be able to discuss it. But, you know, that's kind of what comes with the territory. It's fine. But still, uh, a few things to talk about. Uh, and the, yesterday, I thought it was a really fascinating discussion that I had with many of you on my Twitter account at Buzz John Neighbors uh, when we were talking about, uh, of course, Auburn hiring Hugh Freeze. And he even made a, a comment about how, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, but basically saying something to the extent of how at Auburn, uh, you feel like you have a better chance at winning a natty national championship. You think you have the resources a little bit more to win a national championship than what you had uh, at Ole Miss. And that kind of spurned a discussion of, you know, what teams in the SEC can you actually logically legitimately win a national championship and football, which, you know, you could sit there and look at the the numbers and look at, uh, you know, some of the the recruiting and how things have changed in college football and everything like that and say, well, any team, any given day with the right coach, with the right person, all those things, hey, it's it's it could be anybody. It could really be anybody if you have the right people in place there. But maybe I'm looking at it too simplistically. And I'm talking about right now, too. I'm not talking about historically. I'm talking about right now. Teams in the SEC – that you can win a national championship because of the, uh, the the fan base, the support, the money, the recruiting, the facilities, uh, where you're at, all of those things. To me, right now, there are only four, maybe five jobs in the SEC you can do that at. Alabama, for sure, is one of them. Georgia's for sure one of them. LSU, for sure, one of them. Like Those, to me, are the three biggest and best jobs in the SEC when it sets you up for high-level national championship success. And then also adding into that mix, I believe at a place like Auburn, you can. 
because let's be honest about it. Uh, you had a situation with Tommy Tuberville going undefeated there. You had Gene Chizik, who won a national championship with Cam Newton there. Gus Malzahn also uh, ended up play, coaching for a national championship, which I know we're not talking about historically, but I'm just saying that you've had three other coaches that have proven that you can at least either win a championship, play for a championship, or be good enough to win a championship. They've proven that time and time again. And who knows, Hugh Freeze can possibly do that at Auburn. We'll have to wait and see. So I'd throw Auburn into the mix, and I'd also throw Florida into the mix. I think that they have the recruiting base there in the state of Florida. They're the only team in the SEC from the state of Florida. I think that because of the uh, facilities and the amenities that they have, I know that they've struggled a little bit, and I know Dan Mullen had a, had a bad situation there, and they're trying to recapture some of that magic that they had when Urban Meyer left. We'll see if Billy Napier gets it done. Had kind of a, a weird first year. But still, the point is, is that I think that those four and five, if you add in Florida, are teams that are capable of winning a national championship in football right now in, in, in this time in history. That being said, that doesn't mean that everybody else should just give up and, and not think about it and not focus on it or not try to. And I know that there's people upset about Arkansas because and even people were saying AM, which I'm like, OK, AM's had great recruiting classes, but you know, they haven't had anything to do with them so far. That that was the thing that I always thought, thought it was funny. But it was like, I was looking at the five-year average, the past five-year average for recruiting class rankings, and Georgia and Alabama are at the top at one and two. Then Ohio State comes in. Then LSU. So, like, those are the three teams I feel like they have the best chance. Texas A&M comes in uh, in the top ten, too, but they haven't proven anything to me no matter what. And historically, they've always had really good recruiting classes no matter what, but they haven't tr hasn't translated into anything. So until that point happens. It's hard for me to buy in, but Florida's right there in the mix too. And then Auburn's kind of down there a little bit as well. Some people said Tennessee. I'm like, Tennessee did it this one year where they competed, but then they fell short. I need to see a little bit more consistency out of them. But that's just, again, my opinion. This is just all my opinion. But I felt like those are the teams that you can legitimately win a championship at in modern college, modern day college football. Now, people were asking me about Arkansas. Well, how could, why do you not have Arkansas in there? Arkansas could do it. Arkansas could find a way. Well, here's my take on it and you if you listen to this podcast and you have watched this podcast you know that i am a diehard razorback fan i love the razorbacks i love i love this state of arkansas i love the people of arkansas i have so much pride i mean that's why i got behind me a state flag from arkansas like i love this place and i would not want to be anywhere else in the world this is where i want to be so that that does not that does not change anything but i will say this and go into it when you're talking about a place like Arkansas where the amount of high and high level recruits coming out of high school aren't exactly there consistently you'll have a few years here and there where you'll have a cream of the crop type of class coming out I always refer back to that year where you had Tyler Wilson and Joe Adams Jarius Wright Greg Childs you know guys like that in that recruiting class Dennis Johnson I think was part of that too Although he, I guess he was technically Texarkana, but still you had a, a huge amount of really great recruits in one year. And look what the result was when you had those guys. Of course, you had to have the coaching to go along with it, too. But you just don't have in this state the consistent ability to have high end recruits year in and year out to where as long as you recruit in state and then regionally, you can have just as good of recruiting classes as some of the big boys like Georgia, LSU, and Alabama. You're just not built in that regard. So that's what makes it so difficult to really say, because again, we talk about the correlation of recruiting classes 
and how every national champion over the past like 20 years has had top five recruiting classes. So there is a correlation there. But it just doesn't seem like it's in that position to where you can do that consistently here in this state. Now, you can do a good job in recruiting. I think it's likely every single year for Arkansas to average anywhere between 15 to 25 top fifth uh, as far as the 15th ranked or the 25th ranked recruiting classes somewhere in that area is usually where they average out at and that's fine that's good like sometimes you uh see the results from that and then of course with the joke is is even though they may finish 15th in the recruiting class they may be ninth in the sec just because it's so competitive but i think the talent there and in the state is just what's been a really big problem and so it's tough to do that i think you have the facilities to do it i think you have the money to do it as well we know that arkansas has a plethora of huge, big donors that are willing to give money to not only the athletic department, but to the University of Arkansas. So I don't think that's an issue. Uh, so there, there are a lot of things that are going for you really well. It's just a matter of getting the players, getting the recruits to come in. And I just don't think that Arkansas can find a way to be that consistent and get to that point. Now, the times can change. Things can change. All of that can change. And I, I would love it if I was proven wrong. I would love if I just woke up one year and was like, oh my gosh, Arkansas won a national championship. Let's go. I thought that'd be great. And I hope it happens. But I'm just looking at it from a realistic perspective of approaching Arkansas and how they have handled and in, in football and in recruiting and all of that. And it's just, it's just not there. If things go a certain way, if the ball goes, if you know, bounces a certain way. Maybe that happens, but I mean, there's a reason why you haven't beaten Alabama since the Bush administration. You know, it's been two that since 2006. You know, there's a reason why, uh, you know, you have your best year uh, were years that you couldn't win the SEC. Like you've not won the SEC yet. You've played for it. You've won the West a, a couple of times officially, but you just haven't been able to do that. Now, if there's ever a year, and this is what I've been saying forever about Arkansas, there's ever a year where they break through. And they found a way to win the SEC one year. I think that that just opens up the floodgates to where now they can start really being serious about possibly winning a title or at least competing for a title. But until you get to that point, until you break through, until you prove that, it's really tough to say that that'll ever happen. Now, all that being said, some of you are probably yelling at me in the comments about this take, and that's fine. But, but let me let me say this in, in a positive light. This transfer portal has changed everything. The NIL has changed everything. And honestly, I think that those two things benefit Arkansas tremendously. I, I really do. I think it benefits them more so than a lot of other programs. You know, a lot of people say, I don't like the NIL and how it's set up. And I don't like the transfer portal, how it's set up. Okay, I can hear that argument. I 100% can. I, I get it. But to me, I got to look at it from the glass half full where – at Arkansas, you may not have the big-time recruits coming in. You may not be able to recruit at the highest level coming out of high school. But what you can do is that you can provide things for guys who have already been established in college football and shown that they can play at the college level. If they're looking for a new home, you're like, hey, come over here. Not only will you be able to play right away, but you know maybe there'll be some NIL opportunities for you. It's kind of taking that approach. So all of those things together, I think, have really helped Arkansas, and maybe that's the thing that can take them into that next step whether it's, you know, under Sam Pittman, whether it's five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever it may be. I just think that the way that college football is changing, although it's changing rapidly, is what's helpful for Arkansas. And because of that, 
maybe, just maybe, they'll be able to break through and possibly win the SEC one year. I think when Nick Saban finally retires, that'll be nice. And we'll see what Texas and Oklahoma brings once they join the SEC. It's going to be extremely competitive. But I still believe with full confidence that when Nick Saban finally retires, I still think Alabama takes a step back. I'm not saying that they'll not be that they'll be a trash program, but they're not going to be as dominant. And I think Kirby Smart and George is probably going to be the new Alabama. So you'll have to get through them. But that's just one team. Really, I mean, think about it. The future of the SEC, who are you really afraid of that's going to like win the SEC? Like Brian Kelly and LSU won the West this year, but after they lost that game to AM at the end of the year, it's like, okay, well, you know, got a good, really good year, but you went nine and three. Let's see what you do consistently here on out. Let's see how you handle it from here on out. So we'll see. But I just think that the way that the portal and NIL and all those things, at least at present time, is what uh, is really going to help Arkansas become better and become a better football program and possibly compete for a national title. But at this point in time, it's just really hard to say it. Also, real quick, basketball in the SEC, to me, there's only two. And that's Arkansas and Kentucky that can have all the amenities and all the setup to win a national championship in basketball. And then in baseball, there's like 10 programs in the SEC. So, and Arkansas is one of them. So you win a championship literally in any other sport at Arkansas right now, right now, basketball, especially like you have so much stupid talent coming out of this state, but football, you just need to break through that one time. And I think the floodgates will open and Arkansas will have a really, really good chance of competing for one. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They're also the fastest and easiest way to get your, uh, your sports betting fix. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more over at BetOnline, where the game starts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so moving on with the uh, Locked On Razorbacks podcast, had some good news yesterday from the Razorback basketball program. We know that they're going to be taking on San Jose State this Saturday, I believe. But one of the things that happened we talked about uh, earlier this week was about Devo Davis. And whether or not uh, this situation was one that would be him coming back soon or whether it would be a time where it would be a, a, an extended period when he would be having this leave of absence. But it would, he may put out a statement officially yesterday uh, that was mailed to your emailed all to the media and then from the University of Arkansas. And the statement was, quote, I am excited to be back with my teammates and coaches. I want to thank my family, our fans, the Razorback basketball program, and especially Coach Musk for the support shown to me this last week. I look forward to continuing my development as a leader and a basketball player as this team focuses on our goals for this season. End of quote. That's all we got, but Devo Davis is officially back with the Razorback basketball team, and uh, we'll be expecting him to play once again this weekend against San Jose State. Now, I can't tell you how many people ask me about Devo Davis whether it's text or DMs, like I'm still getting DMs about it right now. Like what's, what's, what's the story with Devo? What's going on with Devo? What, what, what's the problem with Devo? And I'm going to be honest and I'll, and I'll say this on here and on the record for those of you who may be wondering yourself, I have no idea. I have no idea. I have been told numerous things that are ranging from all different types of scenarios. I don't really uh, you know, like to go into the rumor game 
as far as, you know, things that are getting started on social media because it's usually the worst. So I'm not even going to give that any sort of uh, credibility or anything like that. But I've heard various things. And to me, I look at it from the perspective of, you know what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter to me. It shouldn't matter to you. It shouldn't matter to any of us. Now, I know that there are stories that sometimes we will report on players who are attending the University of Arkansas who may have some sort of thing happen. You know, if a player gets arrested and he's charged, you know, of course, it's public record, but, you know, there's something that gets reported on, gets talked about. If a player is not playing on the field or on the court, it gets talked about. If a player is not on the court or on the bench at all, it gets talked about. Questions will be asked. And when those questions are asked, all we can do is in those press conferences with Eric Musselman say, hey, what's going on? And he'll give us his response. And after that, that's all we know. Now, there may be some media people out there that actually do know the story, but they're not reporting the story. You know, there may be some people out there that are with inside knowledge, or at least they claim they do, which I always think that's so funny. Sometimes we'll be like, hey, I know what's going on, but I'm not going to say it, but just know that I know. So you know that I got credibility, but I'm not going to say it. I'm like, okay, cool. But, you know, um, I just I just don't think it's any of my business or any of our business. And if it's good enough for Muss to have him back on the team and you know, whatever issue was going on, and if Muss was okay with Devo taking that leave of absence from the team, then I support it. Whatever's going on, obviously, is not my business. Is it something that happened on the court? Maybe. Is it something that happened off the court? Maybe. I don't know. But – the fact that Devo's back is good. I think it's good to know that he, because there was always that, not saying it was going to happen, but there's always that little bit of a concern that possibly he's going to be leaving the team at a more permanent basis. Maybe he ends up going somewhere else. Maybe he goes into the transfer portal. It's just all those thoughts start processing out when you don't have a clear-cut answer of what's going on. You start to speculate that maybe this is going to be a little bit more long-term. So luckily it wasn't that at all. So it's good to have him back. But now the question becomes of the role that he's going to play. And I said this before, where when Nick Smith comes back, which he's back, even though my ticker down there is uh, needs to be updated, he is back. He will be playing this weekend. He played this past weekend. I believe that Nick Smith, the more he plays, the more minutes from Devo he's going to take. Because you're not, you're not taking out Anthony Black or Ricky Council or Makai Mitchell or who, you know, whoever's playing the big down there, whether it's Brazil or whoever. You're not taking them out. <clears throat> I don't think you're taking out Jordan Walsh, which people kind of like to hate on Jordan Walsh, but I'm like, no, listen, guys, Jordan Walsh, he's good. Just give him time. Like there'll be some, the offensive game will come around a little bit more, but his defense is incredible. He, he, he's, you can see all the potential there. So just give him time, but he's going to play a lot. And uh, I think Nick Smith is going to play a lot too, especially once he gets fully healthy. And when he does, somebody's got to have their minutes taken. I think it's going to be Devo. Not to say Devo won't play at all, but Devo, who was averaging 30 to 35 minutes a game, may now start averaging 15 to 20 minutes a game. Or, you know, if somebody gets in foul trouble, he'll come in as a spell. There's a lot of things that he could end up doing. But still, at the end of the day, he is going to be a part of this team. He's going to be a crucial part to being able to make this team successful and possibly, uh, you know, making another run into the NCAA tournament. So I'm just glad he's back. I'm I'm, I'm interested to see uh, after the game on Saturday, if he meets with the media, if anybody asks him anything, if any details gets released as far as that goes. But at this point in time, that's all we know. So. I'm excited, though. I'm excited to have basketball back and it, uh, the team to be really good, too, and it to be really fun. And uh, I've seen a lot of national people who have talked about Arkansas basketball saying that 
Um, you know, they're one of their favorite teams uh, to not just like play for a final four, but even win it all. And I've seen even some people say that Arkansas is their favorite right now to win the SEC, which I guess at current state, if I'm not mistaken, I'll have to double check. Arkansas basketball is the highest ranked team in the SEC. Uh, again, I know it's early part of the year, but I want to double check that before I say anything. Uh, no, Bama and Arkansas are tied at 11th. That's still the dumbest thing in the world. How do you have a tie? How do you have a tie at all? Coach's poll has Arkansas as 11 too, but it's not tied. That's so dumb. No ties. Find a tiebreaker. I don't care how many points they got. Find a way to change that. So either way, people are saying Arkansas could be the favorite once Nick Smith gets going, once Devo gets back into the realm, and once this team hits conference play, which is just a few games out, uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. But Arkansas, too, that game against Oklahoma that's going to be happening this month, that one in Tulsa, that one was a bad game last year, really bad game. Arkansas got smoked. It was their first loss of the year. So you're really hoping that that doesn't happen again. But Oklahoma, they lost to Sam Houston State to start the year by a point. But since then, they, they've they won every game. They beat UAPB, UNC Wilmington, South Alabama, Nebraska, Seton Hall, and Ole Miss. So it's not like they have a really key victory. They play at Villanova, though, uh, this weekend. So I guess we'll find out just uh, how good they truly are because that's a that's a big game. So either way, uh, we'll, we'll, it's exciting. We'll see how it all plays out for Arkansas. And we'll get into our final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast coming up next. So stay with us. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast is I wanted to bring up this quick little fun thing about, uh, actually a few things, but about college football attendance numbers. I saw Michael Bratton of that SEC podcast put out a tweet yesterday talking about uh, percentages and what it looked like in the SEC as far as capacity goes for these games this past year and all of that. And I just thought it was interesting that 10 programs in the SEC had 95% capacity or better this year. And Arkansas was one of those teams. The only ones that didn't, Texas A&M was right under there, which uh, you you know that there's uh, why there's that that's happening. He originally tweeted Ole Miss, but he meant Mississippi State. So Ole Miss was in the 95%. Mississippi State was at 92%. Missouri was at 87%. Vandy was at 72.5%. So not really any surprises there other than the Mississippi State thing, which I still think is weird because they had a, actually a good team. And it's not like they have a huge stadium. The fact that they couldn't get to capacity consistently there was pretty wild. Uh, Georgia was the only SEC program, though, with 100% capacity back in 2022. And what that tells me, uh, and it just makes me laugh every single time, is like people talk about, oh, college football attendance is dying. It's a dying thing, which I think, that, yes, in, in theory and in part of it, yes, it, there are elements of it that have shown that it, it is something that has not been as strong as it has been in previous years. Totally understand that. Totally get it. But the numbers don't say that this year, at least in the SEC. In fact, the numbers has been as strong as ever if you look at it in the SEC. And you, people wonder, why is it that? I mean, here's my theory behind it. I've just felt like because of the COVID year, I think in 2020, when nobody could really go to games, I think that that really just made people enjoy, like almost appreciate going to games a lot more to where they're like, okay, well, you know, we're going to go to this game when we normally wouldn't have, but because we went through that whole terrible era where we couldn't tailgate, we couldn't go to games, we couldn't have a full capacity crowd, whatever it may be, 
we're never going to take that for granted again, and we're going to go to games. So that's my theory behind it. But it's good to see that the SEC's done a really good job with that. I think that's really great, really awesome that uh, they continue to to get to that point. So there is that. Another thing too that I wanted to bring up on the podcast, and again, this is just some quick hitting stuff, uh, nothing too wild. But I did see a funny story where somebody in Alabama was charged with the death of a Connecticut man after he was found dead at a bachelor party in Walton County back in May, which is Santa Rosa Beach, which is why I'm wearing the Santa Rosa Beach shirt. And that's not the craziest thing. The craziest thing is this guy's from Alabama, and the guy that got charged in the death, his name is John Neighbors, and it's spelled the exact same way. Granted, he's 26, and I'm a few years older than that, but still. Uh, I thought that was just like so weird where, and with my name at least, there's not a lot of people that spell their name the way that I spell my name and N A B O R S. So, you know, it's not like your next door neighbor and all of that. And the fun, it's fun, real quick story about that. When people have asked me, why is it spelled that way? Uh, a lot of people bring up Gomer Pyle, you know, the actor, Jim neighbors, which he spelled it the same way, which is actually uh, coincidentally my grandfather and my dad's name. So they, they had to shake that forever. But I think that, uh, at least the story I'm going to stick with is that it was it used to be spelled N E I G H B O R S, but you know with uh, certain family members down there in the history and in the in the bloodline, you know maybe they were just trying to trying to get away from certain people that uh, were trying to take them away. You know maybe it was from the feds, maybe it's from the uh, the the local county sheriff. I don't know, but hey, back then the best way if you wanted to. Hide from the law is just to change your last name and the spelling. Be like, no, my, my name's spelled this way, not that other way. So if you want to know the history of why my last name spelled the way it is, I chalk it up to my ancestors having some uh, some uh, criminals coming after them or being criminals and having the law coming after them and having to change their name. That's the story I'm going to go with, too, because at least it's a much cooler story than probably what it actually is. So that's what I've heard. That's just what I've heard. But either way. Really fun things going on right now in uh, Razorback land. I thought that was a really funny story too. So, uh, yeah, I, and I again, I love doing this podcast, folks. It, it's so much fun. Like I wake up just excited to do it and, and have some fun with it. I, I love being able to come on here and and talk about everything from college football, college baseball, basketball, all that stuff. And so, and we're on a roll here too. Like the amount of people that have been really subscribing and listening and, and and all of that just over the past week, week and a half has been incredible. It's absolutely incredible. So let's keep that up. Keep that going. I love it. I love this podcast network and I love doing it every day. And I love being able to show my beautiful face that apparently is covered in makeup every day. <laughs> so, which by the way, just real quick, since we're bringing it up, I know we got to wrap up here. Here, hold on. No makeup. There's no makeup. That's this is just me. <laughs> it's just me. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm naturally beautiful, but I I don't know if I, how else I can prove it. Maybe I need to get my makeup remover wipes to prove that stuff. But I still get comments about it, and it still cracks me up every single time. So, but hey, I'm I'm fine with it. If if the worst thing you say about my physical appearance is that you think I wear makeup, then I'm gonna take that literally all day long. So, hey, appreciate everybody listening into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.